All right, welcome back to the Welcome to the World of Sports podcast. I just want to thank y'all for the successful week. I mean, I say week, the successful first video we had on YouTube. I think it went real well, and uh, I'm glad to keep putting this content out for y'all so y'all can have something to look forward to. I also want to let y'all know that we do have podcast merch on the way. It's on the way, so y'all be on the lookout for that. That's uh, a big announcement I have for y'all. But uh, uh, I just want to introduce my, my my good friend right here, Big Eddie. What's up, Eddie? What's up, man? How you doing? It's all good, bro. It's all good. And you know, of course, Brax, as always. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and get straight into it. Uh, the first topic we have for y'all is um the nfl season is coming up and so it's a lot of new things a lot of different things coming together and so um i just want to ask y'all um what are y'all expectations for the upcoming season and what y'all looking forward to the most uh me personally uh i'm just looking forward to seeing what teams like break out from below is that's how I would say, I guess. Uh, Cause I mean, we used to seeing the typical teams at the top, but this year I feel like it's some teams that could move up. Uh, I wrote down some teams that I think that really could show me something this year. Uh, for example, the Eagles. Um, I really think they have a good chance of making a run, uh, at least to the conference championship. Uh, my prediction, I have the Eagles versus the Rams in the NFC conference championship. Uh, I think that could be a good matchup. The Rams, they kind of bring back the same crew for the most part. Now, one thing, one thing that does concern me is that Matthew Stafford does have a lingering tendonitis injury in his elbow. So that could be a situation where he have to, might have to sit out games for a little bit. Uh, but other than that, I think everybody else is going to come back and be strong. Uh, and then on the Eagles side, like I said, you know, they just bring back some Good people. They made some good draft picks. Uh, they got AJ Brown. I think Devonte Smith is gonna play better. So uh, I think that'll be good. Um, and then on the AFC side of things, I think people are forgetting just how good Mahomes is. I know Tyreek is gone. That's a big piece of their offense, but he still played good and he he still can make plays without Tyreek. He's a good passer of football. I mean, he's, he's going to come back even stronger. He was just a couple plays away from making it to the Super Bowl. A lot of people forget that. And then uh, I think we're going to get a rematch of them versus the Bills. Uh, the Bills, they lost last year, but it was one of those coin toss situations. So I think, you know, if they come back this year with the same mentality, I think there will be something to see. So what y'all think? So, Eddie. He said that, and you kind of like look like what are you talking about. So, so you going to elaborate on that? Which one are you talking about, Mahomes or the, or the Eagles? We could talk. Go Eagles first, and then we could talk about Mahomes. All right, realistically, bro, like the Eagles go be probably exciting to watch a few games, but I don't think they go. I don't think I make the playoffs to be honest. I love Jalen Hurts, but I don't think they got enough. Me personally, the offense they got a couple pieces here and there. I don't think that defense is going to go, go handle, handle them, bro. The other guy on the back end is Darius Slay, all I'm worried about, bro. So I don't see it happening. And on the Mahomes, I think we're going to really see 
how good he is without having you know his number one guy and Tyreek Hill. But he still got Kelsey and a couple of he got Juju, but it's not it's not the same. So he probably just, they go keen in on him and they really go test him. That's what I feel like. So I'm excited to see that. So you don't think that the Eagles have nothing? Like you don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, bro? I don't. They definitely gonna. I feel like they're gonna win the NFC East just because. Like, of the fact, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I say they're gonna win the NFC East just because the simple fact Dallas is injured. They got a lot of injuries. A lot of they really need to address the wide receiver uh, position. Um, the Eagles. They got good offensive line. They got Jalen Hurts. They got Devontae Smith, AJ Brown. Then they just added CJ Gardner Johnson. That I'm gonna get to that in a in a in a few. But they just added him, and then they also got Darius Slay. I mean, I think that they'll make the playoffs as far as them going to the NFC Championship. I don't think that's going to happen, but they'll make the playoffs because I do have them coming out of the East. But for me, in the conference championship, y'all already know I'm rolling my Saints. So we stacked this year. We loaded on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball now. Both sides of the ball. We loaded on both sides of the ball. So I, I got us. And I also think um, a team, you got to look out for Tampa Bay. You got to look out for L.A. because those teams are going to be up there uh, per usual. But uh, Green Bay, I don't know about Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers ain't got Devontae no more. So that's an iffy situation. So really and truly, I can honestly, between those four teams and the NFC, I think it's going to be between those four teams, but in the AFC, it's going to be hard to choose, bro. Like the AFC is so stacked with everybody. You got the Raiders now, you got the Broncos, you got the Chargers. You still got the no, Chiefs. No, no, don't say the Broncos. The Broncos, the Broncos, bro, no. are you crazy? They no. got defense already. Broncos got no. defense already. They no. still, yeah, bro. No. Yes, they still you got, got the Bills. Defense. You got Sensi. Uh, yes. Buffalo. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying that's the good teams. I ain't saying that that they're gonna compete for a championship. I'm just saying like that's teams that's gonna you know have to buy. I mean have to compete because the AFC is just stacked now. AFC West in and itself is you might as well say a stacked division. We might see three teams from that division make the playoffs, but you still got to take into account. You got to take in Joe Burrow in them. You got to take in the Ravens with Lamar. Cause I think Lamar gonna have a good, a huge season this year. Right. I think. Um, and then you also, and then if if Jacob Brissett can hold down the Browns until Deshaun get back, that could be a problem too. I don't see it happening. I hope. I don't see <laughs> it happening. I said last week. I said five to six games. I say three. three. <laughs> now the defense might win them a couple games by themselves, but just the offense and because I don't know. Well, they don't have they don't have receivers either. Like they don't have besides Amari Cooper. Amari got people Jones. Uh, they got a nice tight end. Njoku, he kind of nice. Yeah, Njoku is nice. The defense is, is what's gonna get them through the stretch without the showing. Yeah. So. yeah. But hey, when Depot come back, hey, you know what time it is. Yes, indeed. Uh, did anything surprise y'all the most during the preseason though? I have one big. <laughs> One big surprise that I would like to mention. A lot of people like to talk a lot of crap, <clears throat> mainly the two people that's on this podcast right now about my team, Houston, Texas. But uh, <laughs> I really want to hear from y'all perspective. I mean, y'all, did y'all really expect us 
go undefeated in the preseason like we did. Nah, you do not know my expected, bro. But I, I, I'm be honest, I didn't. But at the same time, you gotta realize what you said. It's preseason. So. Preseason. <laughs> see, look, no start of the plan, bro. They play for about one. They play one drive and go sit down yeah. and watch the rookies play. How, how many games, Brex? How many games y'all you think y'all gonna win? I think realistically, we could win. I'm not expecting us to win more than eight games. I think if we win, that's a pretty decent number. I think looking at our schedule and not just who we play, but when we play them, I feel like we could get some teams kind of napping and like they play us and they'll think that they could just walk over us, but we're not a team as you've seen last year. Some teams that really need to make a playoff spot, like the Chargers, really try to beat us, and they couldn't because of our quarterback and our defense and all that. So it's really just – just I was just so happy to see my team play so well in the preseason despite all the things people – Are you serious, bro? Was, I, I don't want to hear – people was making fun of us in the comment section, talking about preseason this, preseason that. When we play good this year, I don't want to hear nothing. That's all I got to say on that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> Baby – Davis, whatever you want to call them, that's not the answer, bro. I'm sorry. Y'all first problem is that QB. Now, y'all got some nice pieces around, but y'all first problem is that QB. He's not taking y'all where you want to go. I don't see him winning over three games, bro. Y'all might – I would go say the Colts, but y'all not beating them. I, I, can't, I don't see y'all beating the Colts. I don't see y'all beating Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. Y'all for sure not beating Tennessee. I don't see it. Four, four games is pushed. You said eight. Eight, eight is for sure pushed, but four, okay. that's, that's, that's going to be tough. You brought up three teams. You brought up. You brought up twice, though. That's, that's, that's this game right now. You, you brought up right teams in our division. You brought up the Colts, the Jags, and you brought up the Titans. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be tough for us to beat them, but we beat them last year in a game. We won one game against them. That's all we need it's to do. a different season, my boy. It is a different season, but, I mean, they didn't really come back really doing nothing different crazy, so we ain't worried about them. Then Jaguars, we handle them, we handle them all the time. We handle them every season. So that's two wins right there. Will you, would you say that's two wins? I would not say that's two wins, buddy. I, I don't not. know, because I think Trevor oh, Lawrence is going to have a big jump under Doug Peterson. I really do. So I don't know if that's two wins either. Okay. And then if you give us just one win against the Colts, I think that is going to be the Colts. They go whoop y'all. The Colts got Matt Ryan. The Colts, the Colts are going to be a team that's going that's going to compete too just because they they've already had they've had the talent for years. They just never had a quarterback that's going to help them win games, you know what I'm saying? Don't just Andrew Luck now. Don't do that. No, I'm Andrew just not saying no. But Andrew Luck was there, but he he didn't have a complete team like Matt Ryan got now. I'll say that. He didn't have a complete team. He they, had enough. They, they he are, had a running back, but is, we had Frank. They are, they are like their defense. They got a pretty good yeah. defense. They defense nice. Then they do so. have receivers with Pittman Jr. They got some weapons and Jonathan Taylor. So I think they're gonna compete. I don't know about that being two wins for y'all, right? That break. I don't know. Y'all might it's, go more than seventeen this year. He said eight. Now I, I, I say three, bro. Because some some teams they they gonna rest them for like the last three games of the season. He would just go play the play the uh sit back up and stuff. But hey. Y'all might be Detroit. Y'all play Detroit? Um, let me pull up the... Watch the football. 
I don't think they're gonna beat Detroit either, son. I don't know Detroit. Who, who Detroit quarterback? The starting quarterback. Jared Goff. Who? Jared Goff. Oh, yeah, he better uh, than David. <laughs> oh, oh, David. Oh, oh. David. David. All right, all right. Since y'all, since y'all got so much to say on the team, let's pull up. Let's pull up the schedule. Let's see. Let's see. Right, uh, we we'll go. W L. So first game of the year, we got the Colts. I say. Yeah. I'll give y'all that. We we probably lose that game. Yeah, it is yeah. a we'll probably lose that game. All right. Second game, we got the Broncos. Yeah. They still, but they still they still gonna be learning, they still gonna be figuring things out. So but they got Russ though. Still got Russell Wilson At the end of the day, still got Russell Wilson. Fine. I'll give y'all that. All we right. got the week three. Who? I think the Bears. Yes, that might that might be a good game right there. Y'all got a chance to beat the Bears. That might be a good game. That whole line is terrible. I'll give y'all a win right there. That's one win. I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a back four game right there. Probably eighteen to uh, twenty one, something like that. I give it to him. I give right. it one. It's one. I'm not gonna say the games that I think we lose, but I'm just gonna count out some some games that we I think we'll win. We played a uh, Washington. Well, they're not the football team anymore. They're the Commanders. Commanders. They yeah. We play the Giants. I think that's a win for us. That's a win. That's winnable. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm still iffy on now. This all they gotta do is shut down Saquon. Saquon. They shut them. Just put everybody eight in the box. Let everybody else go back there. But, but then they still I, got Tony and, and Sterling Shepard though. Conley, who? Kadarius Tony. I don't know that one. From Florida, he he uh he got rookie. No, this is second year, I think. But they still got him, and they got Sterling Shepard too. So I don't well, know. Uh, Tessin, they got they got uh, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks, nice, and they got uh, they got nice tight end. Yeah. But they ain't gonna run it back no more. We gone. Yeah, why? Y'all, that was dumb. They got run back on Yeah, that was dumb. I mean, we have some <laughs> running backs playing in the preseason games. I mean, so I'm not really worried about that. I mean, they was doing what they needed to do, so I'm not worried about that. Preseason, but yeah, go ahead. Next game. My main thing is. I think we'll be competitive enough in games to where if teams don't play the way they need to play, we can win on those games and capitalize on those moments. But I'm cool with leaving it right there. I just know that in some of these games, it's going to be a lot closer than y'all think. I'm just saying. I think y'all going to be competitive. I, I really do. Yeah. But as far as winning games, I don't think y'all going to have what it takes to, to win, to pull out games. But I think y'all going to be competitive, though. I hope every team is competitive. It's the NFL. Not every team. Not every team. <laughs> Besides Texans, I mean the Jaguars was a competitive last year. They weren't getting blown out like that. Okay. All right. So next in this, I am going to give y'all my top five corners, uh, and I try to I try to tell y'all why I I chose these players. But after this, y'all just let me know if 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 y'all agree with my list. But you I'm going to order? Yeah, I'm going to start from five and I'm going to go to one. Right, so man. at five, I got Denzel Ward. He, in my opinion, he he he's a lockdown corner. Uh, he can take away one side of the field. Um, I, I think he doesn't he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. I think he's a very underrated corner. But if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say he is the highest paid corner in the league. So you got to be the highest paid corner in the league for a reason. If you're going to lock up, you locking up the number one guy, you know, all, all game. Um, 
At four, I got Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, just because he's he a dog, you know, he a saint. And he come from Ohio State. Ohio State does always produce um top tier uh players in the he league. Is, yeah. And uh his numbers, his numbers show, you know what I'm saying? Uh just look at his numbers. He's a, a multi-time pro bowler. So I just feel like he deserves to be up on the list. Um next. At three, I got J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson is another one of those corners that can shut down half of the field. And he he also is um, – he catches a lot of picks too. So uh, I just feel like he'll help the Chargers out a lot in a bigger way this year. So I got – I put him at three. Um, two, I got Jair Alexander. Just because I think he's the real deal other than my number one. I got him as number two just because I think he's the real deal. If he can stay healthy enough this year, y'all gonna y'all gonna see why I got him at two. That's all I'm gonna say about him. Y'all gonna see why I got him at two if he can stay healthy. And uh, at number one, I just you know that's that's a given. Jalen Ramsey, you know he's been consistent year in and year out, locking up these number one receivers. He's talk he talks that talk and he backs it up. So yeah, at one, it's no other than Jalen Ramsey. What y'all think? I only, only got one critique with that. Uh, That's an A-list. I mean, I hear you, I hear you, but uh, I mean, I don't see how you can have like a top five list and somebody get 11 interceptions in the season. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that was coming. Who? Trayvon. Bro, he gave, all right. Yeah, you got 11 interceptions, but do y'all see the amount of yards he give up trying to get them 11 interceptions? In my opinion, you can't be a top five cornerback if you getting burnt like that. Yeah, you're eleven. I do see a lot of clips of him getting burnt, but he getting burnt. So like, you can't be a you can't be a top corner in my opinion if you getting burnt like that because that's a liability. Yeah, you catching picks, that's cool and all, but at the same time, you also giving up these yards too. So that's why I mean he's up there, but he ain't in my top five. I don't think. But I feel but you got like a valid. You make a valid point though. Yeah. What you think, Eddie? Yeah, uh, I like the list. Uh, I'll just I was waiting on uh you to say Xavier Howard. I'll put him in there, and I think a sleeper everybody sleep on Darius Slade. Nobody really talks about him, but he's yeah. the corner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard to make a top five because it got so many guys you know that deserve to be in it. And yeah. That, that you know, it's five people you gonna put in it. So right. yeah, but uh. Coming up, we got the Worldwide Sports segment. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all don't want to miss it. We'll be back. All right, so welcome back to the Welcome to the World of Sports podcast. We are about to start our Worldwide Sports segment. And to start us off, we're going to have our special guest ask us our first question. So what's it? So how y'all feel about the Donovan Mitchell news, Y'all want to go? Y'all want to stay? What it is? Me personally, uh, the main thing I've been hearing coming from that whole situation was that they were trying to see if there were some potential trade packages with the Knicks. But, I mean, as much as I would have loved to see him in a bigger market playing uh, for, you know, one of the biggest franchises in the NBA – I think today's news pretty much put a damper on that situation because 
Will RJ Barrett get in his re-up with his big deal for four years, 120 mil? I think it kind of just makes it impossible because I know that Utah wanted to get him uh, in that trade package. I mean, if I was the Jazz, I would want a team. I mean, I would want a player of RJ Barrett's caliber. If you, if I'm giving up my best player, uh, I mean, I think maybe some other teams out there he could try to go to. But me personally, I think he go in, he's going to end up staying in Utah and he's going to have to work that situation out. What y'all think? Um, personally, me, I think Donovan Mitchell is going to stay in Utah. Like you said, he's just going to have to work it out. Just because, once again, the R.J. Barrett trade, I mean, it pretty much fell through the roof when he signed that, that deal. So, like, it's going to be hard to find the, hard for them to find a trade for Donovan Mitchell now. So, I, I really just think he stays put, honestly. Yeah, and with Utah getting something in return for Donovan, like, they really had to clear out the whole roster. Like, Emmanuel Quigley gone, Obi Toppin gone, Julius Rondo. It just giving up too many people for Donovan and not getting in return. So, I say you got to stay. Yeah, fact, um, so next, the Lakers head coach, Darvin Ham, says he will find a, a role for Russell Westbrook after the team traded for Patrick Beverly last week. Um, Jeannie Buss says that Russ was the most consistent player on the team last season. Uh, I'll start with you, Eddie, since you since you the fan, you the, you the fan, how you feel about that? And who? A fan of the, of the team, of the Lakers. No, 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 a fan of LeBron, that's it. <laughs> Russell was, yeah, he was more consistent, most consistent at turnovers, but sure. That's <laughs> it. Now, he, I say he played. The best of the best ability is availability. He had that, but he wasn't really producing, in my opinion. But he did have a stretch where he played, I say, okay, and he wasn't as bad as he was in previous games or at the end of the season. But if we can't get Russell Westbrook gone and trade for either Miles Turner and Buddy Hill or for Cam Reddish into picks, then I say we just have to deal with it and hope for the best, man. Just hope that Dermot know what he's doing and he can get to Russ and just allow him to buy in. Because if Russ will buy in and just do his thing and be aggressive in his role and not try to do nothing else besides that, then we can easily win the championship, bro. Nobody messing with a healthy AD, healthy LeBron. That's the only thing stopping us, bro. But Russell, he just got to find his way and hopefully just do his job, bro. Yeah, I feel you. I just think I feel like Russ, he'll he'll find it. I feel like Darvin Ham will get him right. Um, I think Darvin, the Darvin Ham hire was good, not only for the team but for Russ. I feel like I don't know. I feel like he gonna make make everybody. I don't know. I just think that he gonna help Russ out a lot. I don't know how no, he's he on a tight leash. I feel like Russ gonna have a good year. What you said? He on a tight leash for sure. Like, yeah, for if, sure. I'm, if I'm him, two turnovers in a row, putting Pat in. Go get him, Pat. <laughs> Go get him, uh, Lonnie. Somebody, somebody gonna get him. Yeah. What you think, I, bro? I kind of, I'm on a different side of it. The way, the way that y'all think. Uh, I think that's the problem with the whole way that people are trying to coach Russ. I feel like. People are just trying to contain him too much. They forget that this is a MVP caliber player when he is in an offense that's catered to him. Uh, I think in this whole Lakers experiment, the team has been more so uh, catered towards how LeBron is like likes his team to be. And uh, I think if you just give Russ the keys to the offense, 
and just let him be him, I think you can see more of what he is supposed to be. Uh, they try to put him in situations where he's off the ball. I mean, we never seen Russ off the ball, so that's never going to work. I feel like you bring it back the same people to do the same thing in another year, and it's just I just don't think it's going to work that way. You're asking a coach to do an impossible job, which is to contain one of the most uncontainable players in the NBA. So I just don't think I don't think it'll work out that way. Uh, I mean, his his numbers. I mean, he played 78 games last year out of 82. That's what you want. But you don't want that if he's producing bad. So, like y'all say, they might as well get rid of him. But, I mean, I don't see who's going to take him. So. Me either. I mean, the Moroccans, they, they said they want him back. You feel me? So, who? The Moroccans. Nah. Who's going to get back? For, the Rockets ain't got nobody to offer us. We I mean, can't. Them, we'll take anybody. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that. We, don't say that. We, nah. Anybody for us, we already dealt with that one time. We cool with Jimmy. Oh, but now nah, you said just give Russ the ball. Give him the keys, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. You give him the keys, but you don't give him our keys. You give nah, him nah. Keys. So you want us to show because you already dealt with That's why you're saying that. You already nah. seen the Russ experience. That's why you're trying to wish bad for us. Yeah. You're right. I, I don't Russ know. don't got the key. Russ not the same Russ he was in 2016, 15. He's not athletic no more. He got a couple spurs here and there, but you can't give him the keys like he would now. Not right now, bro. He don't got it like that no more. He's not that same type of player, bro. He, really he can just, help a little bit, but no, he's I not really that think, no more. I really think if we can get the the Russell Westbrook we saw in the year before in Washington, we'll be good. But last year, I don't know what what he had going on. That was blasphemy there, in, in the words of Stephen Nick. <laughs> that was blasphemy. I mean, I get it in a way because he used to having the ball so much and he's trying to find his niche off the ball, but. He just got to see, like, at this at this point in time in his career, he's not going to have the ball in this offense because he wanted to win the championship. So he had to make sacrifices, and he knew that coming to L.A. So I feel like he was trying to find his role and then trying to force his old self into it while trying to find it as well. Knowing LeBron maybe is on the court and they're the offense, really. So it's yeah. like yeah. stressful. Uh, so LSU coach Brian Kelly has decided that he will not announce the starter yet, and the starter will be announced before Sunday's game. Uh, in y'all opinion, who y'all think should be the starter for us? The starter is Jaden. Jaden starter for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. Like, I think Florida State knows what that is, what it is too. Yeah. But I think it's just he's just trying to use that as leverage. Yeah, I understand. It's game planning. Now, it would be crazy to come out there and put this. Uh, this <laughs> I mean, be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Then have time switching up and right? both. You think it's going to be Jay? Yeah. Well, Brad, go ahead. So I think it's just, like I say, just a little bit of tactical stuff going on there. But I mean, I don't think it'll give much of an advantage. I think, I mean, we all kind of know, like I said, that who's going to start. So. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So. Next, Aaron Donald. If y'all haven't seen it yet, he was involved in a practice incident. Do y'all think that Aaron Donald should be penalized by the league for, you know, just having a practice altercation? Hey, what AI say? You talking about practice? practice? Come on, yeah. It just practice, bro. Like, he got heated. That's what he do, though. When he get mad, he go to grab him face mask, and that's what he do. <laughs> that is his thing. So I, I don't know what to say about that one. But I don't think it's penalized. <laughs> no. Hey, you your head. What's up? I, I do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> if a man is literally holding two helmets 
and swinging them at my head. That is an assault. That was a minute time, boy. He may not pay, face a punishment from the league, but if he would have connected and caused damage to somebody, he would be facing penalties from the law. This is, this is like, oh, you cannot do that. I don't care if it's in a practice field or in a game field. You just can't do that. I, I'm hey, sorry. Let me ask y'all this, though. How many times y'all think that happened in practice and we don't hear about it? I think it's just, I think, you know, we've had, I think we've seen, they've had stuff worse than Aaron Donald, but I think we just see what Aaron Donald did because it's Aaron Donald. You get what I'm saying? I feel like there's, there's more that goes on in practice than what we know. And I think that it's just really being magnified because it's Aaron Donald, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they did Super Bowl champs, so it's a big, even bigger eye on them. So, I, yeah, I agree with that. But I still think, you know, you can't allow this to happen. I mean, you just put players at da- in danger like that. I think, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I didn't feel comfortable with it. I mean, that's y'all. If y'all feel comfortable with a man swinging helmets at people's heads, that's y'all. He's swinging at our heads. He's swinging at their heads. But now, like, <laughs> we know what happened to in my head. Anyway, fight will happen, bro. Like, it's football, bro. Like, people go fight, bro. Emotions get riled up. People, they, you know, everything action high. And they, and they, they do it in the end of the day. Like, they want to show they testosterone. They want to show who got the bigger cojones. They know. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a little push shove here and there. But, like, that's natural. It's just, like, in this case, in this situation, the helmet is just a little over the top. But, like, I don't say it's nothing, nothing, too, nothing too crazy, really, about it. Just... Took it, took a little overboard. He ain't had to do all that. Yeah, right. it's normal. I agree with that. Um, moving on to the next topic, uh, Serena Williams. Uh, a lot of people think that this run could be her last one. Uh, we all know the type of awards and performances that she's put on the tennis court and took things as far as women in sports even beyond the way that we've usually seen it. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on how she's impacted the world of sports? And uh, is there anything, I mean, else that y'all have to say on that? Um, personally, I, I just, uh, you know, she's the GOAT of tennis. I don't care what anybody says. She's the GOAT, not even in, on the women's side, but I think on the men's side too, just because okay. what, what she's done for the sport of tennis, you know, and now you see like, so many of these young girls, especially African-American girls growing up to become tennis players and saying, you know, um, Serena was my role model. She was the one that inspired me to play tennis. So I think just that alone um, made a big impact in the sports world, uh, not only in the sports world, but in the uh, African-American community as well. So um, I think she did a, a good job. I think she is the GOAT of tennis. And I just think that her, her impact goes far beyond tennis, you know, and that's, you know, that's what it is. And you think as a former tennis player yourself? Yes, sir. Hey, tell them about <laughs> Now, but, um, yeah, she's definitely had a huge impact. It's just really can't put into words just how special she is and how much she means to not just the black community, but to the world of, of tennis, really, because she's just been encouraging and, Something, some, it's a person that people can look up to and be like, hey, I want to do that. And then not saying it's a woman-dominated industry, but it gives the little girls, like John said, the little girls of today, like 
something to look forward to and just somebody to admire and want to be like. So I think it's really cool that what she what she was done in like this her story and how many people she's impacted without her even knowing. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree, especially uh, that, you know, when she came back and was playing tennis and like she played that whole that whole run, like being pregnant with her daughter gave mothers something to look up to, not even just young kids, but adults look up to her as well. So her impact on the game is just larger than life. So we can't say thank you enough to what she's done to the league. You know? Thank you, Miss Serena. Yes, indeed. But moving on to something else that's more of a serious topic. Uh, Reports have came out that John Wall was contemplating taking his own life uh, during some rough times over the past two or three years. Uh, I know it's a very like touchy topic, uh, but do we think that you know sometimes we overlook the human element of these uh, NBA players, NFL players, and sports players in general? Most definitely, most definitely. They think they're superhuman, bro. Like, but at the end of the day. People don't realize that they're human too. Like they have feelings, they have emotions. And it's just some they have outlets that they can talk to, but like at the end of the day, they might not feel comfortable to like just talk to a stranger. Like, but it's certain stuff that they go through that you might never know about. And that's why you just gotta treat people with respect and just always give them the benefit of the doubt because you never know what they might be going through. Yeah. Facts. Uh I watch a lot of sports podcasts in my free time just because you know. I'm a sports head, but a lot of these, you know, when they sit down with these uh, athletes and these, you know, these players of different sports, a lot of them talk about that, about how they, at the end of the day, they're just human at the end of the day. And so like these people, they get on social media and they troll them. Yeah, you're trolling them this and that, but you got to realize that these players got feelings too, you know what I'm saying? So you, you got to be mindful of the things that you say you know what I'm saying? You gotta realize that these, you know, they're 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 people too. And so like they go through things. Their life isn't perfect, you know what I'm saying? Just because they got money don't mean they got problems, you know what I'm they don't have problems, you know what I'm saying? So I think that we just have to start humanizing these players for what they are because that's that's exactly what they are. They're humans and everybody go through stuff. And so I just wanna say to John Wall that uh yeah, just hang in there, bro. It, it it gets better. You know what I'm saying? And uh, life is bigger than basketball at, at the end of the day. So just hang in there, man. Yeah, I, I will say this. I think that we're at a good time where players are able to share this. And it's not like it's such a thing where players don't even do it. Like, I heard Kevin Love sharing his story. Like, people are open to sharing their stories. And, and that's the only way that us fans can relate to them because we're so used to seeing them in their element that it takes a lot for us to see them. Sometimes it's, it's a funny thing the way life is. You kind of associate people with their talents, but you don't think about the human element. So I think, you know, that's something for us to think about as fans and uh, just to appreciate people for who they are, you know? Because he hit rock bottom, bro, and like, that's what most people can relate to because he rock bottom, seeing everything just being taken from him that he loved so quickly. And then he had, he went through some losses too. And it just, it shows like, it gave us something to relate to. So I, I'm glad to see him on another team and getting his groove back. And I just hope he has a healthy, healthy season. Yeah, get back to he was. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> now, 
Can I get a moment of silence, please? Can I get a moment of silence? I just need five minutes. Just five minutes. And this is going out to the New Orleans Saints front office. Five minutes of your time, please. Mickey Loomis. <laughs> what were you thinking today when you traded away a star player? I understand, you know, and I'm not even mad that he got traded. I'm not, I'm not even mad, bro. I'm not even mad because the simple fact is I understand the business side. I understand that they couldn't get on the same page as far as business. So, you know, Chauncey, I'm, I wish you nothing but the best. Mickey Loomis, I'm not even mad that you traded him. But to get a fifth round and a sixth round pick back for Chauncey Garner-Johnson, that is blasphemy. Straight blasphemy, bro. We have to do better. It's time and time again we get rid of these star players, bro, for the cost of nothing. Tell me about it. Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it right now. It always happens to us. And then we always wonder why we get so close to the Super Bowl and we don't make it. Maybe because we're missing that missing piece. Whatever the piece may be, maybe because we're missing it and we can't draft it because y'all go out and y'all trade these star players for nothing. For nothing. Nothing. And yeah, you know how I'm feeling, Eddie. I know how you're feeling, man. I know how you're feeling. I know. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, you, Bill O'Brien, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Bill O'Brien, you you listen too. So I just want to know. I'm not even mad that 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 Chauncey got traded. I just want to know what was the process, the process behind, you know, us getting a fifth and sixth round pickback. So Mickey Loomis, I hope you see this. I hope you give me a call so we can sit down and talk about, you know, why you did this. Cause I really want to know. I really do. But that's all I got to say on that. You know, y'all just the Saints better show up and perform on Sundays. That's all I got to say. Cause this the CJ G trade, I don't know, bro. It ain't look too good. But uh we'll be back in a few with our black spotlight. So y'all don't want to miss it. Mickey Loomis, you better call me. We'll be back. <laughs>
y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Now it's time for the Black Spotlight segment. And first, we want to, I'll go first by shouting out Braxton Brown, the fellow uh, podcast member. Everybody make sure y'all go um, get his new album coming out on September 2nd called Rebirth. The link will be in the description. He is an amazing artist. Let, let me tell it because he won't tell you himself. I, I, love, I love listening to Braxton Tyler. Yes, he has a lot, of, a lot of unique elements to his song. Please go check it out. It will be in the description down below. Go listen to it. Check it out. Yes, indeed. Um, my black spotlight for this week is none other than Lil Baby. Uh, I chose Lil Baby just because um, I watched his documentary recently and uh, I seen, you know, he went through hard times. He had to provide for his family at a young age, so it, it, it forced him to grow up at a young age. But he was smart enough to be able to turn his life around, you know, after he was he went to prison for a little while. And uh, I just want to say I want to spotlight him because he always gives back to his community. It's never about himself. It's always about how he can help others. So, uh, little baby, I just want to say keep doing what you're doing. And uh, you're my black spotlight for the week. All right. For my black spotlight, uh, I've chosen Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, just because uh, going to LSU, I kind of even more so realized why I'm a big fan of him. Uh, and not only that, I mean, he obviously most dominant big man we ever seen in the NBA, but a lot of the stuff that he does away from basketball, just helping communities, uh, like when families are down with stuff. Uh, I mean, it was a sad news. It was the child who was shot and he paid for the whole funeral. He does stuff like that a lot of times, just like helping the community out. And I don't need to go through all his accolades. Y'all know who Shaq is, but I just appreciate our black figures giving back to the community and uh, in times of need. So I think Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, indeed. All righty. That's all we got for y'all this week. Uh, I just want to say um, if y'all got any questions y'all would like us to address on the podcast, please leave them in the comment um section below uh on the youtube channel uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna need those because it gives us a lot more to talk about except i mean other than what we already got planned so that would be good um and i also want y'all to like comment and subscribe on youtube and uh also listen uh on anywhere you can get your podcast anywhere you want to listen to your podcast it's available so y'all give us a listen and until next week Y'all got anything y'all want to say? Thank y'all for joining us. Yes, indeed. Thank y'all.